Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my fantastic co-host, Brie Ducker. Why, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? Singing co-host, <laughs> Brie Ducker. <laughs> <laughs> Hire us for your holiday parties. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Love to see those sweet dance moves back from the 70s. I got that, oh. the whole John Travolta Sarnet. Fever thing going. Yeah. I got that down really good. Yeah, we should we should really like put ourselves out there for holiday parties. Be like We should we could bring our mics. But we have multi-talents. We're better than just talking in a mic. Like Well, I they have to let us do our, oh, our rendition. Oh well, karaoke, yes. Oh, Brie and the girls. Brie and the girls. Brie and the girls. But I would also love to have us be allowed to do our rendition of the NPR. Oh, oh these are delicious. The the sweaty balls, sweaty balls. Yeah, sweaty I can't balls. remember the name of it. I know, second. right? Because you just come straight to like him. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry, well, guys. <laughs> we have an episode for you today. We hope that you laugh as hard as we did while we were interviewing Betsy Stover. She is the host of the podcast Why Mommy Drinks. She's a comedian and a mom that helps other parents feel less alone by showing them that all of us are a hot mess and reminding them that they're doing a great job. And we, I one hundred percent got that. Yeah, I one. 100% got that from Betsy. My abs were killing me after that interview because I was laughing so it hard. It was a laugh riot. We hope you enjoy and it brings a smile to your face today. Food is always on my mind. And I think like the biggest question that like really bothers me is when my kids are like, what are we making for dinner tonight? Like, do you ever get that? Like, what are we going to make for dinner this week? Oh. What should we do? Like, and you're, you have no ideas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, crap. We only have like it's you're asking me this question and I have about 30 minutes till everybody starts getting hangry Mm -hmm. and I've got to get this figured out like right now. But our cozy app like helps us out with this. They have recipes already in there. I know. I found this here and I was so shocked. Like when you go into the recipe section, Mm -hmm. there's cozy picks at the very top. Mm -hmm. Click on that little button and it has so many awesome ideas. Like back when it was closer to Thanksgiving, they had uh, recipes for ideas for Thanksgiving leftovers, which was great. Mm -hmm. And then they also have like um, this month, they have the December ones. And they're like really good looking recipes. Like I was just scrolling through it too. And I saw this recipe for burrito pie and just the idea. Idea, I'm like, yes, yes, please get in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else? Cozy, I hope you're listening. You need to add pumpkin enchiladas. But it, that is a good seasonal one too to add in. It is. <laughs> but the cool thing about Cozy is that it also has a shared grocery list uh, that lets the whole family add items in real time. So you'll never find yourself at the store without the list. It's always on your phone and up to date. And if you need help figuring out dinners like we do, there's a place to store your own recipes and pick recipes from Cozy and plan meals ahead of time. I know. it's Cozy has made my life so much easier. I'm like, where have you been my whole life, Cozy? Where have you been? Yeah. And the best part is it is free. Just download Cozy Family Organizer from the App Store. That's C-O-Z-I to get the free app today. We have some things planned for No Guilt Mom for 2022. In fact, let it be the first announcement that we have. Uh, Mark your calendars for February 28th because we're going to host our first ever Happy Mom Summit. We are so excited. I am so excited. But I got to tell you, dude, it's a lot. We have so much stuff planned. It's going to be insane, people. We're right now getting the speakers on board, getting everything organized for you. And it's not going to be like a typical summit where there's like all this information. We have 
I've structured it in a way to help you yell less and have more patience. So at the end of the week, you are going to have such an amazing transformation. We cannot wait. But to know about it, you need to be on the No Guilt Mom email list. And to do that, go download our Happy Parent Checklist. It's at noguiltmom.com backslash HPC. We'll put a link in the show notes. And now on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Betsy, hello. Good. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. We're glad to have you here. I I was so excited to meet you. I'm so excited that we know someone in common of Ben Simon, the wonderful Ben. Yes. He yes. is fantastic. Yes. He is hilarious. He is the strongest Twitter game. <laughs> he does. Does he? Yeah. He used to do it on Facebook and then <laughs> he's hilarious. I was going to ask you, where in LA are you? I'm in Koreatown. Um, okay. So I'm in like central LA. Where are you all? Well, uh, we're in Phoenix, but I used to live in LA. So I'm always like, we're in LA. It's very urban where I am, but, uh, we're in the middle of everything. Yeah. Cause in Phoenix, I don't know if you've been out here, like everything is so spread out and we Mm -hmm. actually live in a suburb of Phoenix. So we're in the (laughs) East Valley. So the point is, is that it's kind of hard to live somewhere where you can walk places. And then I just went to San Diego this weekend and I was like, I've never stayed somewhere where I could walk places. It was amazing. (gasps) Oh, loved it. I lived in New York City for 16 years and that was really nice. Like wherever you were pretty much, you could walk home any day, any time of night or day. That's awesome. Nice. Like what was, what was oh, your yeah. apartment like in New York City? That's what Great I Great question. <laughs> so, well, we had we had an apartment in Manhattan and then later we lived in a little townhouse in Brooklyn. So, our apartment in Manhattan was let's see, it was it was only a second floor walk up. It was one bedroom, but the bedroom didn't have a door. So it was, it was essentially a glorified studio apartment. And there were times where we lived there and we were the only ones who weren't dealing drugs. Oh, <laughs> you're like, great. Yeah. <laughs> like, great. Okay. So downstairs, that's, that's a Coke front. Okay. Oh, no. Upstairs, they are actively selling weed. Like it is a weed distribution point. Oh, that is wild. Uh, yeah, it was wild. Our landlord was like a low rent, like drug dealing kingpin, like real low rents. It was colorful and flavorful. So why did you move to New York? Well, oh, oh, right. So I moved to New York for college. Uh, oh, I went there to go to NYU to study theater. So oh, there you awesome. Go. Well, how old is your oldest? My oldest is 12. So 12 so, oh no. So oh my God. Why did I just lie to you? My <laughs> oldest is 11. <laughs> okay. 11. So you're kind of getting there, yeah. but your oldest is a boy, right? Yes. So I don't know if it's the same way. I have a girl who is a teenager and you have a boy. And yeah. A teenager. 14. But like my daughter will come home and be like, oh my gosh, mom, they were looking at me weird because my shirt was too short. And I'm just, I have the attitude be like, who cares what they think? Just forget them. But that's totally not. You don't not- get it, mom. Yeah. So 
How many kids do each of you have and what are their ages? We both have two. Mm -hmm. You both have two. So like my oldest is 14 and my, and he'll be 15 here shortly. And then my, my youngest is 13 and Mm -hmm. my 13 year old and her oldest are best friends. That's how we we met. met in kindergarten yeah. art masterpiece classes. Yeah. We were the teachers. We, we volunteered to teach art yes. when they were in kindergarten. Eight years ago. <laughs> you are true mom friends. Yes, we are. That's so nice. Yes. Wait, and so, and then, okay, so you have a 13-year-old who's a girl? Yes, I have a thir- 13-year-old daughter and a 14-year-old son. Mm-hmm. And I have a um, almost 13 year old. She's turning 13 next month and a eight year old son. Wow. All right. And then I have a, I have three boys who are five, nine and 11. The teen, you just, you're like, yay, we're, you're independent. You're more independent. I mean, they're not independent, but but then, um, but then it's like a whole other sort of fresh hell. Like it's a new kind of now it's emotions and attitude and sass. I think it's funny. Yeah. It's funny because people think that boys don't go through that, but But they they do. I've been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs even on busy mornings. And oh my gosh, has it been busy lately? And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel energized. Even like I still add the coffee on there because I like it a lot. AG1 tastes really good too. And I enjoy my glass every single morning. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. That's drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. Check it out. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Oh my they gosh, do. my son has so many emotions at eight. Like my daughter did not have the emotions my son does, but then they're totally different. And it's like, I also see him reflected, like me reflected in him. Like, oh. 
Yeah. Do you ever see that in your kids? You see your own personality, yeah. like shoved back in your face and you're like, oh, oh but <laughs> yes, I have the attitude enough to tell my kids to tell my daughter, who's just like me, that there was only room for one of us. And I came first. <laughs> I'd be like, listen, Missy, there's only room oh, for one gosh. of us. And I came first. So you need to tone it down. <laughs> To which she'll just answer back that yeah. she, she does it better. So I just need to tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. She's that much. Like yes. Me. So it's very rare. I find that the good parts of me that I like, that I want to see are reflected back. Mm-hmm. It's usually the parts that I'm like, Oh, oh no, <laughs> I do say and do that. <laughs> and it's so mortifying that <laughs> Ugh, it is. It, it, yes. I think we tend to see the parts of ourselves that are negative faster than we see the parts of ourselves that are positive. Like the positive things are there. We just tend to be like, oh, that's normal. And then it's like, no, that's huh. me. <laughs> but yeah, it's all parenting. So you were in- my youngest uh-huh. is, yeah. is, is, I see the good of me reflected back, but yeah, it's, uh, it's he's still young and sweet. Give him time. And he's still young and sweet <laughs> like me. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're still all young and sweet. Betsy. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So you were in New York for 16 years and is that where yes. you got into comedy? Actually, I started comedy in high school. <laughs> I, I started doing high, um, improv comedy in high school and um, I enjoyed it. And so I did like a summer camp where they did improv and the person running it invited me to be a part of her, this troupe that she was forming. So, uh, so I was in this, I was like a teenager and I was in this comedy troupe with these adults. And then I kept doing that and I did comedy sports. And so that was kind of my high school job was to do improv comedy. So when it was time to go to college, I was like, well, I either want to go to Chicago or I want to go to New York city. And, and so I ended up uh, getting into NYU. And so I went to New York city and, and, uh, hooked up with the upright citizens brigade theater, uh, or the UCB. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've been teaching and performing there for over 20 years. And, uh, yeah, that is, and that's where I met my husband. That is fun to like, eat, like, okay. So I, First, I love the UCB because when I used to live in LA, um, we, I had friends who took classes there as well as I, I went to go see a show there and the show that I saw there, Amy Poehler was performing. And then Will, it was when they were together, Will Arnett was actually in the audience. And I'm like, this is so like a Hollywood experience. How cool is that? And it was the most hilarious show also I've ever yeah. seen. I just could yeah. just sit here and smile as yeah. you guys talk. I've never been to any, I've heard but, of all these things, but they're like so glycerine and amazing for me. The interesting thing, the most fascinating thing about the UCB theater when I was there is that it was right down the street from like the Scientology building. And I remember yes, like just was. looking at the Scientology building, which is just, it's like crazy big. And just, I, I was yeah. Yeah, thinking like ar- you would, there's like armed guards. There's armed guards, like it. it's insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's super crazy. Okay. I thought for sure you were going to say like, and then just down the street was the Scientology. And then I ran into Tom Cruise. No, it's like, it's like, <laughs> huge, like next. but like the building, it's like a huge mansion, like structure. Like it's like castle. Because they and- have money. They're, yeah. They're, they're actually right across the street from it. So yeah. yeah you, you stand outside the theater. You're like, you look across the street and you're like, Oh, look at that. Anytime you park near the UCB on Franklin, you know, there's, there's like a, yeah. An armed guard who's just kind of watching you. It's super, I'm super fascinated (laughs) by like all of that. Okay. Next time we go to LA, you're taking me to this. Whatever you do, do not go get a stress test. Do not. (laughs) Uh, 
Don't believe it. <laughs> I remember being in LA with like all the Scientology. There was like, I don't know if it's still like this. I haven't lived there for like 15 years, but there was like all these booths out for dialectics or like, stress tests, like everywhere, mm. everywhere mm. was Scientology. I would totally have fallen for yeah. that. <laughs> I would totally have been like, oh, a stress oh, test. No. Let's go see. Oh no, I'm stressed. Oh, no. <laughs> I had no idea. If only there was a cult I could give my money to. <laughs> <that> could solve <laughs> my stress. Everything, everything. <gasps> So you've been in comedy for a long time and then you have this podcast called Why Mommy Drinks. And how long mm. have you been doing the podcast? I have been doing the podcast for five years, five years. And I started out with my friend, Amanda Allen. And uh, when the pandemic hit and she was, you know, distance learning three kids while she had a super high powered, like corporate job, she had to dip out. Uh, so maybe she'll come back one day. Maybe she won't. But in the meantime, I'm carrying the show. And uh, yeah, why mommy drinks each episode. We all share a story of a time. Our kids drove us to drink. Essentially. <laughs> okay. uh, we all, I mean, literally or figuratively, obviously I'm an adult. I'm in charge of myself. My children don't make me drink, but you know, we all have those moments where our parenthood will render you just into a useless quivering puddle on the floor mm. or like, um, a husk of your former self. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's a chance for everyone to tell a story and, and it's a nice reminder that no one knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. We're all a mess and that's okay. We're all a mess. Some of us are just better at hiding it. And, uh, and let's just have a big laugh at, at what a mess it is. And it's going to be okay. Yeah. And I think like sharing those stories too are so important because a lot of yes. people look very put together. If you just look at their Instagram, yes. I know, and they need to know these like moments of huge colossal failure. And when we felt like those huge colossal failures that unite. Okay. I'm just going to say this whole situation reminds me of your one Instagram photo of when your son was a toddler, he was oh, having yeah. a bad day. So she oh decided gosh. to pour herself a glass of red wine to relax. He had other plans for the red wine, poured it over his head and then started playing with the oven. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm I have like, a picture. That a is picture. a why mommy drinks moment. Yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> I show him yeah. that picture now and I'm like, look at what you did. He's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, you were trouble. <laughs> You're like, ah, ha, ha. I couldn't laugh at the moment. Well, I could actually in the moment while I was drinking I, my next I was able wine. to laugh in the moment <laughs> and be like totally cognizant. I'm like, I'm going to find this funny one day. I'm taking a picture. <laughs> Exactly. That's what, that's what the whole show is. Yeah. My, my, um, my, my former co-host Amanda Allen, she had a story of, uh, she got her kids milkshakes. And at some point she looked back and one of her kids had poured the milkshake over her own head. You're like, why? 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 Why'd you do that? I don't know. Kids are crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Kids are insane. So yeah. All that. Oh. Yeah. Well, we've like gone, gone away from the focus of this podcast because I'm having such a good time talking with you, Betsy, that I'm like, but it kind of no, goes it's with so it. Much fun. It kind of goes with it. Like but, the crap that we go through. Oh, yeah. It's crap. We go through so through. much crap. Yeah, definitely as parents. But I think it's also this whole idea that uh, you bring this fun to parenthood and this non stress where looking at, sure, we have these moments where our kids pour glasses of wine over our head or milkshakes. But it's like also how we react to those moments. Like, mm. do you feel like the way you were brought up was your was your mom and dad? Did they kind of see parenting the same way you did, or is it different? No. <laughs> you said your dad I, is a minister, so already I'm my dad. No. <laughs> yeah, my well, my dad's a minister. My parents are divorced, so I was mostly raised by my mom. 
but you know, she, she, so she was a single mom. She was under a lot of stress as, as most moms and definitely single moms are. So I do find myself parenting often in spite of the way I was brought up. Uh, I call it parenting in the dark. Um, I'm just sort of echolocating how to parent a lot of the times because I, I know what I don't want to do. And it's a lot of what my parents did. So, you know, and obviously there were lots of things that they did that were great Mm -hmm. and, um, and that I do absolutely incorporate, but, um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I, I tend to, um, take as a lesson of how not to do. Yeah. Like I, I remember like when I was growing up, my parents subscribed to the grounding method where it's like, you know, you do something and you're grounded for a week, except <laughs> right. that they never remembered that I was grounded. For a week. <laughs> and uh, it'd be like, you're grounded for a week, no ice cream. And then like two days later, we want some ice cream. Let's go get some ice cream. <laughs> and, I, and like, there was nothing yes. like that. <laughs> Same. Yeah. It was incredibly inconsistent when I was growing up, just like, this will get you in trouble one day. This will be praised another day. I will ground you two days later. I won't remember it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I see that in like my own parenting sometimes where I don't even, I, I, when I became a parent, I was like, I can't give consequences. Like personally, I can't give consequences. I cannot follow up on those things. I need to find a different way to parent my kids rather than like having these consequences in place that first of all, research shows does not work by the way. So like what consequences, they don't work. Well, punishment punishment consequences. (laughs) Your face right there was perfect. (laughs) Crap. Really? Just do that. It's all good. It's all good. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they don't, they don't work long-term. It was like a lot with what we experienced, the inconsistency. Well, because I got to say like the most successful people you've met as adults tell you how they were ruled by a strict, strict parent growing up. No, 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 nobody else. No. That's right. interesting. If you it? think about it, like a lot of the people that that you're pro- that you probably interact with as an adult that are put together, communicative, uh, reliable, more than likely were not constantly punished as a child. Well, I want to say, like, I don't know. I think it would depend on case by case basis because mm-hmm. many people become that way in spite of the way they were brought up. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like in direct opposition. They're oh, like, you mean like, I am how, not yeah. gonna. I'm not going to act that way. I'm going to go in the direct opposite direct. Like I'm going to go in the opposite direction yeah. of how I live my life versus how my. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clux. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clux, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. 
Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Hey, are you a parent of a teenager? Are you feeling overwhelmed about how to be what they need while also holding limits and boundaries that keep them safe? Are you tired of conversations that negate how messy this season of parenting is? Well, I've got you. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and the host of the Joyful Courage podcast. Every week I come to you with an interview, digging into tough topics with experts I trust and solo shows that go deep into the personal growth and mindset needed to raise teens in a way that grows them into confident, capable young people. I am not afraid of getting real about the intersection of conscious parenting and the teen years, while also bringing in vulnerability, humor, and lightness. I'm walking the path with you and honored to serve. Listen to Joyful Courage on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. It's also how you define what success or put together is true. So many people are successful. They have beautiful homes and beautiful lives, but they might be incredibly empty and Mm -hmm. sad uh, and unhappy. Whereas I know lots of people who aren't technically successful, but are emotionally very evolved people who are, you know, when it comes to interpersonal relationships, very successful. Uh, so I don't know for, yeah, well, there, there you is know what we're doing. I don't know. Man. I don't know. I, I liked your statement about like how we're like parenting in the dark echolocating. Cause like, that sounds about right. It is. Well, <laughs> it's so funny because a lot of parenting has been put on like the childbirth process and the baby process. And like all mm. of these parents, like take the baby class and take the pregnancy class. But after that, people are like, you're on your own. Yeah. And there's no direction mm-hmm. really. So it is kind of like echolocating unless you as a parent, go seek it out and figure it out. And there's so much out there and it gets confusing. And I mean, one also just every kid is different. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I've always struggled with when it comes to those books and stuff is that what works for this one person might not work for you might not work for me. And I know for me, my oldest kid is super extra. Yeah. He's always been extra. He's super smart and you just, he's a whole other ball of wax. And the, I feel like anytime I read parenting books, I'm like, well, that doesn't work on him. It would maybe work on my other two, but he's. Oh yeah. yeah, Because all kids are totally different. Well, and then you add in the factor too. uh, This is my favorite little parenting snappy that gets tossed in there. So this parenting technique or these strategies has worked great for my kid for the last two years. Now, all of a sudden it ain't doing diddly squat. What Mm -hmm. you've totally changed. They, yeah. Yeah. Kids change. Um, my my dog is right now and I'm whining. That's why we're like, Sorry. Right there, that's the that's the root of my pod. That's the the that's essentially what my podcast is. Because at the end of the day, it's like, well, you know what? Let's just let's just put our heads down. Let's try to do our best. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times, when you trust yourself, I think it's hard for parents these days. We're not taught to trust ourselves, mm-hmm. even when we're pregnant. We're not taught to trust ourselves, right? Don't don't eat sushi. Don't ever have a glass of wine. Don't sleep you on your side. Trusted. What? Don't <laughs> sleep, sleep on your side. On your back. On your back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, 
it, you, and so you're taught not to trust your own sense of what is like right or wrong or anything that makes sense, common sense. Um, so you're thrust into parenthood being like, what am I doing? Uh-huh. Someone tell me what to do. And yeah. And all we want to do think- is keep our kids from ending up living in a van down by the river. <laughs> Unless it's a pretty van. Unless it's like an yeah, RV that I can too. come live with them too. Look, <laughs> I have been looking at RVs. Some of these vans are $80,000. <laughs> if my They're kid gets an $80,000 van, I will let it go and they be like, live okay. that nomadic lifestyle, you know, traveling the country. Exactly. It might not be so bad living in a van down by the river. Exactly. What are they called? Internet nomads? Internet nomads. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Go live in Bali and uh, have your, be an influencer. Man, that's the sound of the life. As long as it takes care of me. That's all that matters. (laughs) Raising my kid to take care of me in the long run. Right on. They'll put you in a nice home. No, I don't want to be in a nice home. Unless it's like a home on the beach, my own Malibu house. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. That's the first thing that I thought of when you're like, take care of you. Like, <laughs> you're like, they'll find the nicest assistant living for you ever, Brie. <laughs> you guys can have art activities. I'll would, go join you. I'll I would actually you. enjoy that. We would take over that retirement facility. It would be a blast. <laughs> You'd be the homecoming queen of that retirement oh, And facility. I would be the one that would be sneaking in the vodka. <laughs> the Costco size vodka. Be under your bed. Yes. <laughs> It's water. Yeah, what are you talking about? It's water. Places? I mean, I, don't, I would think you would, unless you're like <laughs> medically supervised. Like you would think so, right? Like Betsy, it's it been phenomenal be. talking with you, and like it's been a blast. It's gone by so fast too. What? I'm so. I feel like I get everyone off track, and I totally got us off track. It is just and I apologize. Be- I. Fine. Listen, the highlights of this conversation, we got to talk about cults. We got to talk about drinking. Yeah. We got to talk about it's so much fun. It's a good conversation. And it's about good. how none of us know what we're doing in parenting, but yeah. we're trying our best. <gasps> That's a That's great summary of our podcast episode. <laughs> it's always such a relief to talk to other people who are like, yep, I don't know what I'm doing either. And it's okay. Like <laughs> we're all yeah, just figuring just, out as we go along. And sometimes there's tools that we could use, but we're all just figuring it out before you leave us. What is one thing that you are looking forward to going on right now in your life? Ooh, so we are not big vacation people. And, uh, I, but I got a, an Airbnb for a few days in, uh, our winter break coming up here. Uh, we're going to go up to the mountains and I am crossing my fingers for snow, uh, after being inside for 20 months, uh, I'm, I am so excited to go up to the mountains and stay in a little cabin with my family and hopefully there'll be snow. So that is what I am absolutely looking forward to. I've been plotting my escape for months. Oh yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) So you're totally looking forward to the cabin. I wonder what the drive up's going to be with three. How, what, do you have a big enough car? Cause like with three kids and all the luggage, oh, it's going to be like, I have girl. to pee. He touched me. He breathed on me. Oh, but once you 100%. get there, you have your hot toddy and you have the snow and life is good. Before the pandemic, we had a minivan and a, a tiny Prius, but then the pandemic hit and we were like, why are we, why are we paying these monthly payments for this big car that we don't ever go anywhere in? So now we have the tiny Prius and all three kids are jammed in the back and they hate it, but we have gone on camping trips. We've made it 
work. Um, that is my thing. I make it work. Well, yes, you know what? It's work. building, it's building life skills. It is. They are learning yeah, resilience. Right. It is. Yes. And if they ever want to become clowns, they have got so much <laughs> talent for hopping into a you small car. It. Yeah. Right there. You know, both of their parents are comedians. So it's very likely <laughs> that this is a good life skill. <laughs> That's what you tell them next time. Okay. Before you get in the car though, I bought you guys some stuff. Like yeah. here's your wig. Here's yeah. your, what are you doing to us, mom? I'm just trying to get you ready for future life career skills, opportunities. Future Come life on. Skills, exactly. Get used to Oh my gosh. Wig. I never thought of it. It is a clown car. My car is a clown car in more ways than one. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Betsy. This has been amazing. Thank you for having me. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. So Brie, after talking with Betsy, I'm really thinking like those mom retreats. <gasps> yes. I think that needs to happen. I think we need to put our hat into the ring. That needs to be our, our next big project after our summit. Well, it's funny because I'm a huge fan of the show Top Chef on Bravo. Uh-huh. And I remember one season, one of their episodes was they were all bussed up to a camp a summer camp and they cooked for a mom retreat and I'm like first of all how can I get on this mom retreat <laughs> second of all how can I get the contestants of Top Chef to cook for me and try all their food because this seems like a really good idea <laughs> I agree I'm with that okay I you know what we gotta get off this because I gotta start researching it right now researching it right now so we hope that you enjoyed Betsy she's hilarious go listen to her podcast why mommy drinks and until next time the best moms are happy mom Take care of you, and we'll see you later. Thanks for stopping by. Real truth alert. Pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were. But the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom and Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.